0: Welcome back to listening in. I'm here again today with Chuck. What's up? Uh, today we're going to be talking about the song um, "Little Acorns" by the White Stripes.
1: Yeah, uh, the song uh, is it's from the White Stripes' second album from 2000. Well, their second album. It came out in 2003. It's called Elephant. Uh, it, it was considered basically like their really groundbreaking album. Um. And uh, it, it was really, uh, it, I think, I'm not sure if it was one of their first ones to get nominated for a Grammy, um, but it did get nominated um, for the uh, album of the year. So it's like pretty, pretty relevant. Rolling Stones, I mean, if you put any, any value into that um, magazine, um, they ranked it as their fifth best album of the decade. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's some, pretty, some pretty serious stuff. And an interesting thing to note with this album is, and actually, wait, I'm I'm sorry, yeah, no, I, I actually I already misspoke. Um, I think I said it was their second album. It is definitely their fourth album. Um, okay, but it, I think it was really considered one of their one of their really big. No, no, breakthroughs. no, no, it's it's their second album. Uh, it's actually their fourth because uh they had, um, they had I believe the uh, the white stripes distill and then white blood cells and then elephant. Oh. So yeah, it's kind of confusing because they're all really great, actually, albums, and they um, they all were produced
0: around the same time.
1: Yeah, I think um, their first four albums came out between nineteen ninety nine and two thousand three. Hmm. So, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of early on for them, but I mean, this is their fourth album under their belt, so they're pretty pretty experienced. Um, I think it really does a good job of just kind of. Showing why the White Stripes are amazing. And again, uh, if you're not super familiar, um, the White Stripes are uh, a band from the early 2000s. Um, the, the front man is Jack White, who plays um, guitar, drums. piano. Uh, he doesn't play drums on, on this band. He, he does he play drums. He can, though. He can play drums. But He's a b- very talented. But it. it's a two-person band, so it's Jack White and, um, Meg. and then Meg White, who is the drummer. Um, so... There's a lot of fun stuff with the White Stripes. I mean, they one of their fun things, if you're not familiar with them, uh, is that for a long time, Jack and Meg White claims that they're a brother and sister, which is like, oh, that's cool, like a brother and sister band. But then you realize, actually, that they're not at all. And Jack White's real name is John Anthony Gillis, and they actually got married to each other, um, and he took her last name, making him um, Jack White. Um, but it's... It, I know it didn't sit well with a lot of people that they were like, oh, we're brother and sister because that's just like really weird. But anyway, I think they were trying to, they actually got divorced before the band started. And so I think they were just trying to say that they're in a band together, despite and they, the fact they they're put divorced, everything behind them they're, because they feel like they're like their relationship is more like brother and sister right. now, like very platonic. I think that's what they meant. But anyway, I don't really want to focus on that. Um, Jack White is a really weird, we- really weird guy, but he makes really good music, and I, I would argue that's probably why he's so interesting, just because he's weird. Hmm, um, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Exactly, our favorite, our favorite word on this podcast. Um,
0: mm. No, but Jack White, I will say, we, we talked about one of his songs earlier. His, his solo work. Yeah. Ice Station Zebra. Right. Yeah. But this is more I think this is where he really got
1: famous. Oh, of course. Was from the White Stripes. He was only he only went solo because he already had right, a exact. massive name. Well, not only from the White Stripes, he's a really busy guy. He had the white stripes. He has another band called The Tours, He has Dead another Weather. band called The Dead Weather. Um, unfortunately, Well, not unfortunately. All those bands are still around except for the White Stripes. They actually so that is unfortunate. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. They disbanded in 2011. But anyway, it was on good terms, and that's that's kind of its its own separate story. I mean, we could probably talk about the history of the White Stripes forever (laughs) because I mean, they're they're such a pivotal uh, rock group, especially in like the garage
0: rock revival of like the early 2000s. Well, and I would go so far as to say they're they're very different than what I would classify even as garage rock. because really? I would classify garage rock as literally the white stripes so are the definition. I, so I would agree to some extent, but also people have said how the Weezer's the Blue Album's garage rock, and I would... Uh, I, I disagree completely. So, so ex- exactly. So depending <laughs> on how you classify... <laughs> well, I'm saying... It's fair. Depending on how you classify garage rock... And that era yeah. of music, it it differs. So, so I some would say may think the White Stripes are even harder necessarily than what others would consider as garage rock. Wait,
1: did you say the green
0: album? No, blue. The blue album? Yeah, I would say, though,
1: if we're going to talk about Weezer for a minute, I would say I would absolutely not classify that as garage rock at all. Um, I would say that's more... I'm not sure. Uh, it's kind of like heavy metal grunge, but with like, really light vocals. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the whole idea behind Garage Rock is that it's raw. And Weezer definitely had some of that aesthetic. But I think after you hear this song, you'll have more of an idea of what I mean. By raw. Yeah, and and this is even very polished by the White Stripes standards. Their first, um, some of their first couple albums, like, a lot of it was recorded in Jack White's Living Room um, on old equipment. And speaking of which, um, a notable thing about this one, so this album was recorded in London... Um, and the whole idea was that they wanted to record it. And it's not a new thing for Jack White. It's something that he still does to some extent. But uh, he recorded it on an eight-track recorder, which is pretty old school. It's like actually using like um, tape uh, on reels and stuff like that. Uh, and they actually put in their liner notes that um, no computers were used during the writing, recording, mixing, or mastering of this record. And it's also interesting to note that none of the recording equipment was made more recently than 1963, so exactly. they're, they're really he, going for a sound and a specific aesthetic with this with this whole album, and it's it stays in line with exactly how the White Stripes were from the very beginning.
0: Right, and I could be wrong, but I, I from my understanding, Jack White was a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Oh, of course, and I, I would. Oh, sorry, you finished. And so he really wanted to stick kind of with sounds and different different in. Different uh, instruments that were used by Led Zeppelin and by that band, because he liked those. So he, even though they're older and not necessarily like, oh, you have to use the new tech. He was like, no, this is this is good stuff right here, guys. I'm gonna bring right. in my my old like. Synthesizers or whatever. It wasn't synthesizers, but right. Actually specifically it would go against his right. aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. Um
1: but I would I would say when you say using the same instruments, I mean Led Zeppelin was pretty straightforward, right? They had like guitar, they have bass, they have drums, um, maybe some some keyboard or synthesizer in there, but um I'm actually I, I'm not even sure if they do it's it's possible, but I'm not gonna make any any claims to that respect. So I, but I would say um, definitely, I've heard from a lot of people that Led The White Stripes are kind of like Led Zeppelin 2.0. Um, but I, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna. I would say that I I enjoy them better than Led Zeppelin. But that's that's really a subjective thing. I would say. But I, I, again, Jack White is a huge Led Zeppelin fan. I know he one of uh, my favorite quotes by him is um, he says that I don't trust anybody who doesn't like Led Zeppelin. So that kind of gives you an idea of his perspective on it. But it makes sense, I think, that he um, has a lot of influence from them because they did a lot of the stuff that he's doing where he was very influenced by the blues. um, And uh, that's kind of what Led Zeppelin was doing. But I would say Jack White's a lot more respectful in his use of the blues and, and Led Zeppelin. They were kind of... Questionable to say the least, uh, with, with a lot of the original source material that they were used and giving credit to the people who originally
0: wrote a lot of the stuff that they redid. Well, and what I appreciate about the White Stripes and Jack White as well is he seems to use a lot of stuff that he's familiar with and the stuff that's around him. So he they're from Detroit, so they bring that Detroit sound. They use that a lot. In their music, especially the white stripes, but he lives now, I think he lives in like Tennessee. He's, he's in Nashville. He's, he's actually in, the music ambassador of Nashville right. officially. The mayor granted him that title. Right. So now in his newer stuff and in some of the rack and tour stuff, he uses more of, I found it more of a. More like folk music folk style? Folk music style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where the White Stripes is more just you hear that Detroit sound where it's more like the garage well, rock.
1: Yeah, and I think I think it's also probably for most people they wouldn't really know like what the Detroit sound is because well, a lot of what was happening Except for the White
0: Stripes. Like that's Right, but I'm saying they made the Detroit sound.
1: I I actually would disagree, but I think I's going to get into like the real nitty-gritty of what was happening in Detroit at that time, and I only know because I've like looked into that and like listened to podcasts and like whatever. Um, About the history of it, because a lot of it was really like not bands that broke through. In fact, the White Stripes, like you were saying, are pretty much the poster boys for that. But they are certainly not the ones who defined that sound. They were kind of just like the ones who did it the best on some level. You know, Uh,
0: you could say it's debatable, but they certainly had commercial success. So, and I mean, you could see their commercial success. I think it could be because... Jack White specifically, he he used a bunch of different. He wasn't going going back to the iStation Zebra we song we talked about in a previous podcast. He wasn't yeah. put in a box. He didn't box himself in. He didn't stick only to like oh you can only use this type of formula. He expanded what he knew and kept learning and kept growing. With every album, every song, every sound, his sound never stayed the same. Yeah. like He he branched out and did different things so as well. I would say that's more of a recent thing. Well, I, I, think I, in I this, agree. In this
1: era of the White Stripes and kind of this album, he was certainly evolving and certainly um, changing. But it wasn't like <clears throat> you could listen to the first album and in this album. There's a lot of different things you'd notice. Um, but it's not like such a big departure as what he's doing currently right because uh, for example on Ice station zebra it's it's a lot more out there than mm-hmm. this is like more straightforward it's <clears throat> like kind of like hard rock. so um, yeah I guess that's that's why I would what I would say about that. Um, yeah, and actually I do think one of the things about the White Stripes is that he kind of does put himself in a box but maybe not in the same way we were talking about Ice station zebra. He wasn't saying like okay well, I play the blues so that's all I can play. He was saying, I want to limit myself because one of the things that people really struggle with, and myself included, and maybe people don't realize it, or maybe it doesn't impact everybody, but if you have unlimited options, it's really hard to do anything. Because you can't narrow it down. Exactly. You don't know what you're doing. How can you master everything? You need to kind of boil it down to just, like, what's necessary. And that's, I think, really what the White Stripes did. They made it super minimal. It was literally just a guitar and drums, and, like, they added other instruments sporadically on their albums, but it's
0: they just figured out that's all you need. He's literally a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-none. Uh, or no, I'm not I, master of none I disagree, like, he's a, he's I a guitar of, master Yeah, I, I would say I just was saying that because his name's Jack White No, I, I get it, I think that's Jack of all trades
1: it, He's definitely a jack of all trades Like we mentioned before, he plays the drums Actually his first instrument was the drums He plays the piano, he plays guitar, he plays bass And he um, does vocals He plays the marimba On some of their songs, um... I don't even know what that... I'm gonna
0: expose myself here. I don't even know what the marimba is. Uh, it sounds kind of like a xylophone. Okay. It's kind of like a xylophone, but I think it's wooden. Alright, so, okay, I know the songs then.
1: They have a song called The Nurse, where they use one pretty heavily. But anyway, with that said, um... I think that's really what gave them why people were interested in them because they really just boiled it down to the basics of like what you need and then they really just beat that to death but like in a really good way like in a way where they really made the most of it and so Jack White is famous for like he would play live with a toy plastic guitar um, now you know like most musicians are going to have like oh this is my baby you know it's like a super expensive guitar it's got all the features he would play on a guitar that he was literally fighting with the entire time to stay in tune and that for him was like part of the art is this like i need to create limits and challenges for myself um because otherwise like it's it's difficult to to really keep things interesting yeah exactly and, and sometimes like it if someone's trying to record music right now, and also him using all analog equipment, him that means that you cannot just go on your computer and splice stuff together. You right. literally are dealing with reels of uh, tape that have the audio on them, and you physically have to cut them and splice them together. That sounds if you're gonna like edit a nightmare. It. And so, yeah, he's kind of masochistic in that way. Yeah. Um, And they had... It wasn't like... This was recorded in like 2001, 2002, so it's not like the ancient days or something. This is... Modern technology is being used. People were using Pro Tools and stuff like that. And here he is recording on tape with 1960s equipment, just like a band like Led Zeppelin would have been doing, you know? And
0: honestly, I think that kind of just adds to, like, the badassness that is Jack White and the White Stripes at that time. Because they didn't even necessarily use all the... Equipment like all the technology that was they didn't at use their any disposal, of it. They right. used stuff from the from their parents because generation. they didn't need to. They're like, hey, we can be a modern band and get people the modern age to listen shout out to the Strokes to oh, listen true. to us. We can get the modern age to listen to us, but we don't need the modern equipment to do it. In fact, in fact, using the modern Cause equipment. Because it's that old sound that people love well, and bringing mostly, it's, that to our generation. And
1: I would say it's not so much about the, the old sound as it is just being raw. People love that. Right. So, uh, at least I do. It, it worked really well then. Obviously, you can't just keep doing the same thing forever, which he understands, which is why he's branched out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, one of the things I really appreci- appreciate about Jack uh, is that, uh, and Meg, and, and just the whole idea of the White Stripes, is it was just about... Making something amazing um, by challenging yourself and really like limiting yourself and seeing what you can do with it. And so uh, I think there's a lot of appeal to that. So um, did you ever I random question, but did you ever see the White Stripes live? I never did. Um, I was I was too young. It's one of my biggest regrets. Like I said, they stopped touring in 2011 and uh, that was a few years before I, I think I was old enough to go to my first concert. Right. So that, that's a big regret. I have seen Jack White solo um, quite a few times, probably like three or four times. He's, he's amazing. He's a guitar virtuoso. It's Honestly, he's,
0: there, he's not just a guitar virtuoso. Just going back to that concert you and I went to, it was like I've literally never seen anything like that. Because he had like 10 different guitars... That, and he kept swapping them out. Yes, just in the same song. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, let me just change it because it's a new song. Well, in the same song, he's like, I don't like how this guitar is sounding. I like this sound, so he just grabs like an well, older. guitar. I think it's not so much that he's like, I don't like how this is sounding. I he think he's just like this is the sound to I need.
1: For, well, this is the sound I need for this song, and I have different guitars for different sounds. So, right. Um, and you can see that's a big change in his philosophy from when he was in the White Stripes. But of course, like I said, you can't just keep doing the same thing. So. He was doing that when it worked, and you know he's he's
0: able to, he has the artistic freedom to do whatever he wants. So that's pretty great. And another interesting thing we're going to be talking about the song "Little Acorns," and um, a lot of the songs in that the White Stripes made, they always put a little song in every album. They had "Little Cream Soda." In, their, um, I forget, Icky Thump. in it, the Icky Thump album. That was their last album. And they have Little Acorns in this one. They have um, Little... Little bird, bird. Little Room. Yeah.
1: They um, have Little, I think, in literally every one of no, their they albums. they do. It's one of their things. It, it, we'll talk about it more, I guess. I think we should As start the song. song. Yep. Um, but the White Straps have a. Jack White has a lot of obsessions, and I guess I say Jack White and the White Stripes interchangeably, but obviously the White Stripes are more than Jack White, so I also want to highlight that Meg White is a big part of the band. She's the drummer. She's the beast. Um, But with that said, uh, let's get started, and we can kind of fill in a little bit more.
2: Yep. When problems overwhelm us and sadness smothers us, where do we find the will and the courage to continue? Well, the answer may come in the caring voice of a friend, a chance encounter with a book, or from a personal faith. For Janet, help came from her faith, but it also came from a squirrel. Shortly after her divorce, Janet lost her father. Then she lost her job. She had mounting money problems. But Janet not only survived, she worked her way out of despondency, and now she says life is good again. How could this happen? She told me that late one autumn day, when she was at her lowest, she watched a squirrel storing up nuts for the winter. One at a time, he would take them to the nest. And she thought, if that squirrel can take care of himself with a harsh winter coming on, so can I. Once I broke my problems into small pieces, I was able to carry them just like those acorns, one at a time.
0: And quick note there, just not even going down to what that well, I mean, well that was a lot, first in- of all. Right. right. That was that was a really long intro, a lot of words. And if you're new to Jack White at all, that was not Jack White talking. <laughs> but um I Yeah, that's I, that's an important note. We'll talk about that a little more and explain what you just heard there. Yeah. For me, just listening to that intro, it's what well, that intro is probably like the biggest reasons this is one of my favorite White Stripe songs, specifically because of the guitar. I love what they do with the guitar and drums in this song. It
1: just amazes me. How it just goes from him talking like calmly and with like some piano chords in the background, and then all of a sudden it's
0: like... Like the guitar sounds so intense. I feel so so much emotion coming from that guitar that it just... it just speaks volumes to me that I can't even explain. It's just like my emotions going into it because the man who's talking, Mort Krim, his voice is so like soothing. Oh, well, it's a radio voice, right? Yeah. It's a radio voice, and it's soothing. And then that guitar comes in, and it's just like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, I'm it for me. It draws me in even more because I'm curious, like. Where is this song going to go now? Because from that, his voice, I did not, and from the story he's telling, I did not expect right, a guitar it, like that to follow up. Yeah,
1: you know, it catches you way off guard. And then it's just like this, I don't know, super heavy, hard rock. Um, just out of nowhere, it's a great contrast to the start of this. And it, I think it really grabs your attention because you're like, what is this, some kind of a self-help song? Like, is this some kind of a self-help book that I'm listening to? Like, I thought this was Jack White. Where's the rock? Right. And there it is. <laughs> right. And uh, stuff like that is part of the genius of Jack White. There we go. I said it. Genius. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess so to dig into the, the the spoken word at the beginning. So it's it's very bizarre and I think it works perfectly to accomplish what what they're trying to accomplish in this song. So, as uh, Steve mentioned earlier, um, the voice you heard is Mort Krim. And he uh, was a broadcast journalist. um, And he did, um, I think, broadcasting in Detroit um, and then also Chicago. I'm sure he did a lot of other stuff. But uh, he's a pretty famous guy. And actually, he is the guy, the, the man himself, that Anchorman was based off of. Um, if you've ever seen that movie with, um,
0: Will Ferrell, yeah,
1: with Will Ferrell, what's his name in that movie? Um, I can't recall off. I don't know. But anyway, literally that character is modeled off this guy. That's how iconic he is. And so apparently the story behind it is that, um, Jack had a bunch of, um, audio, audio reels, um, to record on, and they were being, they were recycled from like, Um, like, news broadcasts or radio stuff or whatever because you can just record over it. And so, essentially, um, he had recorded over one of the tracks just, like, messing around playing, like, some piano stuff, and then he went back and played it and listened to it. And on another track, this was still recorded. It hadn't been recorded over, so they both played together. And in an interview, Jack White said that what you hear there is actually what he heard for the first time when he played it back in the studio, and he thought it was just so unbelievably perfect and amazing that he had to keep it in. Um and so I think there's something really magical in that. And it actually inspired him to write the song, just kind of that mashup. And so I think it also kind of explains where where it comes from. Where it's kind of like that chill relaxing stuff and then all of a sudden just like bam, like that that wasn't necessarily
0: well, and also you really see where Jack he wouldn't have found this if he hadn't listened in. If he wasn't listening in. Um, He just, I don't know. Because I love this song for the story that Mort Krim tells. Well, it, Because it gives it's a very interesting. The song doesn't
1: make any sense without the intro. As you'll hear as we continue to listen to it, it it's, really sets up the
0: story. And the mood for the whole song. Exactly. You feel emotions because you're picturing in your head from what Mort Krim is saying. You're picturing this story. And then the instrumentals and... Words that Jack says, it just, it just cements the whole aspect and what this song is driving towards, in, in the time it plays. Right, and
1: uh, I guess Jack loved the story so much, he thought it was so perfect that actually after he recorded the song, he actually went to this guy in Detroit, to his studio and played it for him. Just to like kind of get his blessing, or to see and to see if he would get permission. This for guy being Mort Krim. Yeah, exactly. The um the broadcaster or the newscaster or uh, anchorman or whatever he is, um, and uh, so they played it for him to get permission, and he thought it was awesome. Uh, they they thought he wouldn't like it or wouldn't understand it, but he was like, "Dude, this is this is dope." You know, paraphrasing a bit right, there, right? But, <laughs> um. So yeah. So everyone was happy. Everyone wins. It doesn't usually work out that way. Um. But yeah. So then. I guess with that out of the way, um, so yeah, we kind of get into the meat of it where it's kind of like the self-help thing and just kind of the idea of like how in life so often it's really easy to be overwhelmed. It's really easy to kind of completely give up. I mean, when bad stuff starts happening, it kind of like snowballs. uh, It kind of just keeps, it can keep snowballing and sometimes it's really hard to work out of that, you know, to like get out of the fetal position
0: and, Get, get back to and life. You, and you also find yourself a lot in life just because you're supposed to be constantly thinking about, at least for my understanding with life, you just need to understand. What am I going to do next? What's the next step? How do I get from here to here? Well, you're how do I get out of this? Right. You're constantly trying to How do I survive progress. this? Right. You're either trying to survive or progress into a new... You're not ever necessarily like in one place. You're trying to move on to the next right. phase and of life. I would say the progression... Throughout your whole life. I would- and then... Well, what I was just going to say with that is it's talking... The whole story is just... This person who sees all this stuff ahead of her, where she's... When and behind her. And, and behind in her. In front of her. Right. Ahead, in front, where all she around. just lets it overwhelm her. And so, more um, Kram starts talking about how you got to break it up. You got to allow it to, like, take it a little bit at a time. And it becomes more manageable. Because then if you start thinking of stuff, and you make it more, like oh my goodness, look at this long list of things I have to do. And this is for anything in life. If you look at the big picture sometimes, it can be so just like overwhelming and you then you end up getting nothing done. Whereas if you look at well, it like... Well, you're crippled. Right. You're like terrified. Exactly. It's, like, it's a horrible feeling. It's like feeling. deer
1: in the headlights, basically. You're yeah. you you you're helpless. You can't do anything. Right.
0: And so the whole message of this song, well, from more what more Crim's telling in this story, is more just to break up your problems yeah i mean take it little by little and then it's a little more
1: manageable exactly or at least if a squirrel can do it then so can i i mean there's a couple takeaways but yeah one of them is to break break down these big horrible things um that that when you think about it you know you kind of like shut down because it's like how am i going to get through this but if you can just take it literally one step at a time you know as um as they say in um in that uh, what is it like Santa Claus is coming to town right you know, just, just put, put one w- foot in front of the other <laughs> exactly exactly like you just one day at a time you know mm. and so that's obviously that's pretty great advice and then on top of that not only is she kind of visualizing that but she's also saying also if
0: a squirrel can do it so then what's I? my problem right exactly and so she's taking that's one thing I've always loved about this song is you. Just It's a song in the end where it's more of hope. It's giving you hope that, like... Self-help, man. Yeah. It's where you can figure out things. It's like, yeah, if a squirrel can do it, like, I can do this too. It, they're just taking it little by little, and they're getting it all stored away for the winter. Right. So I can do that too. Right. And I but, think that's a
1: great so message. So something I think that's great too. And I think it's pretty applicable. And also I want to point out, I'm not saying that it's like her fault also, like if she responds to it in a, in a negative way, I think it's very understandable. No one's saying that like, you're not allowed to do that or that's not healthy, but just there's got to be a way forward. Right. And so that's certainly a way forward. But I think an important thing is this is great, self-help, all that fun stuff. But as the song progresses and when Jack actually puts his words in there, I think it could go both ways. I think on one hand, he could be totally subscribing to that or ascribing to it. Uh, actually, I feel dumb. I'm not sure if I said the right one. But anyway, I think it's ascribing to it. Um I don't know why I said subscribing. I apologize. That's Well, he's just
0: trying to say for you to subscribe.
1: Yeah, I mean, subscribe, hit that like button, you know, all that stuff. But it's not... As we listen to the song, it'll become more clear. But I have an idea that it might not necessarily just be Jack White's agreeing with it. I think he could also be making fun of the idea that oh, it's just that simple. You just break it down, and then like it's everything will be fine. You know, like it sometimes it's not always that easy. Right. And so I think that's the flip side of this. Is these are great little like stories and parables and stuff like that, and they could definitely work for some people. But it's it's not just as simple as well, I guess if I just break it down to small pieces, then I can just do it. You know, like. It certainly would be easier, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Right.
0: Uh, I think that's what I would like to emphasize about that. And I honestly, this is one of those songs where as you listen to it more, it becomes more clear and understandable. and Or less clear in my case. Right. (laughs) Well, true. But I don't know. I think for the average person, as you listen in more, it becomes more relatable and understandable, and you can kind of grasp the ideas for both for both sides, for where someone is saying, like, oh, it's that simple, break it down to this is this, this, or from where you're saying later how Jack will say, like, oh, yeah, it is that simple, but, but mockingly so. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it, there are definitely stuff in life where it's not necessarily... That's simple. It's right. never.
1: It kind of reminds me when people, like, let's say that you're feeling, like, sad, right? And someone will be like, oh, well, like, why are you happy? sad? <laughs> just don't be sad. Just be happy. And it's like, oh, thanks. I never thought of that before, you know? <laughs> oh, well, just, just deal with your problems. <laughs> wow, gee, I, they never occurred to me, you know? <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. So, sometimes it can be, like, a little bit naive. And I, I so, I think, I'm not sure if that's where they're coming at it. And, again, we haven't even gotten to that part yet. Um,
0: But, yeah, it's definitely there's a lot to dive into with this song there's a lot of different ways you can hear it and listen to it there's a lot of different
1: ways to listen in but there's only one way to listen in to our podcast and that is listening in to us and with that I want to go to one of our um, an ad from one of our sponsors okay anyway um, <laughs> now that we got that over with um, shall we continue
0: yeah An interesting part for me in that first verse. Interesting, oh, true, interesting. Um, But when he says the o o o o, oh, those those are my
1: those lyrics. They just speak to my soul. Volumes. They speak vol. If that was. If that was a book, it would certainly be a collection of encyclopedias. But I will Perhaps say... Tolstoy, like War and Peace. You know, the, like a, a very large book. There are only... And also,
0: I would like to... There are only a few but, people who can say, oh, 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 and then it just speaks volumes like that. Jack White, Julian Casablancas, and obviously MGMT.
1: Well, that goes without saying, T.S. Yeah, T.S.
0: Yeah, whenever I'm looking at my
1: phone, I just hear those ooh. ooh. Yeah, and so Solid. shout out to MGMT, shout out to our podcast for doing an episode about them and shout out to our podcast for doing episodes featuring Julian Casablancas. Now that I got our sponsors out <laughs> of the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we
0: got it. Um, no, but honestly with the O-O-O-O, I find that I find that kind of going with what you were saying earlier. It's him kind of using it as sarcasm being I forget what song- sarcastic O's. Yes. I forget what song it was that we were talking about something similar to this, but. Mm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> something familiar. Um, wait, what, uh. There was, un- there was a song we had talked about previously. With O's? Where. In it? it wasn't O's. It was that whole idea of him saying it. Rep- it was oh. one line repeatedly, but he was saying it because it was like, that was marking, like, oh, that's sarcastic. Or it, it was marking something. It was like every time he said something that was like big or influential. It might have been a Stroke song. I don't remember. Oh, no. It's Cake. It's Cake. Cake. Yeah.
1: It's Cake. It was yeah. Mr. Madison Yeah, if he was the Mr.
0: Madison on Farm, when he's like... Yeah. He, he, uh, in, in all of Cake's music, they'll like say something and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, exactly like what I was... super uninspired. Yeah. That right. was exactly what I was thinking of. So... So I was thinking like with this song... The whole, take all your problems and rip them apart. And then he follows up with, oh, 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 oh. The O's are kind of like that, oh, yeah... Like him kind of like you were saying earlier, mocking that idea. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you can just take all your problems and rip them apart. And then I, they're not like as big problems anymore. I, I can kind of see that,
1: but I I don't think Jack White is inherently sarcastic. I don't like think that. so either, but I was just thinking with the idea that you brought up earlier where he was so, just saying this all I think, kind of mockingly. I think there's – I would say there's a lot more concrete examples of what I would call – um uh, him being more sarcastic. I mean, the O's. I mean, it's also just something you doing music. I don't think it sounds particularly sarcastic. However, I mean, I I see what you're saying, but I think that's uh, excuse me. I think that's um not as compelling as, for example, um the lyrics that we just heard in this verse. So uh, he says like, take all your problems, rip them apart, carry them off in a shopping cart, like. It, it, is it that easy? <laughs> is that is that sincerity or is that kind of mocking? I think it's idea? mocking.
0: I honestly do. So I sold you on that idea. Yes, huh? you really did. <laughs> like I I I honestly beforehand when I listened to this song, uh I just thought of it as him giving advice. But when you said that, it made so much sense to me that cuz I also kind of thought of it as like if you're just using this and giving it as advice why would you make this into a song sure people make songs that give advice but like i don't know i wouldn't necessarily think of jack white like this song the hardest button to button isn't about him just Wait. like giving you advice like well, oh the, it's the hardest
1: a the hardest button to button
0: yeah so that song well, that's another white stripe yeah. song for our listeners uh, the white if you're not stripe familiar. song the hardest button to button um I doubt that that's really just about him saying, like, hey, it's difficult to button a button every now and then. Well, actually, uh, I think there's that's a whole
1: other podcast, honestly, to talk about that song because I have a lot of feelings about it. I um, do too. I think
0: there's a lot there. Yeah, but, but going I think with we should probably song, focus on yeah, this one. Yeah. No. With this song, I think he's saying, when he's saying, like, just, oh, Take all your problems. Like, rip them into little pieces so that they're not as heavy to bear. And then you can just put them in a shopping cart. Well, for me. And then just, like, think, go on with life. Right, exactly. Going to
1: the sunset. I think the shopping cart is a specific thing. Like, that's a way a lot of people deal with their problems. Right. It's through consumerism yeah, and spending. And, like, exactly. I, I can, like, I'm not happy with the way things are right now. But, but, you know, it'll make things better if I go buy myself some nice stuff
0: that I don't need. Right. You know? And what I but think. That will definitely solve your problem. What I think. What I also find interesting is that whole idea where the man who was talking before was, like, on a radio. It definitely sounded like a radio station thing. Oh, it was. Yeah, so he's an anchor. if you think about it, if you think about it where you're going to, like, Sam's Club or something, and um, you're just, like, listening to the radio as you go to Sam's Club, and then... So Why you Sam's park- Club? Ew, you don't so even you go to park-
1: Costco? <laughs> yeah, uh- Gross.
0: How about some Aldi? I mean, that's more realistic. True. So you're on your way to Aldi. You're going, you're going to be shopping there. Well, I but can't then get a hear... shopping cart because I forgot my
1: quarter. And I never have quarters. I don't know if you go to Aldi ever, but you literally can't get a cart without a quarter. So then I, I'll stand in front for about 15 minutes. So I'm begging to some nice old lady gives me a quarter. And I'm like, I promise I'll give it back when I'm done. But I never do. Uh, what anyway, about pennies? So- you can only use quarters, but why? It only accepts quarters. Have you never been to Aldi? No, I know, but I, I'm just honestly just like, why can't you just make use of a penny? Because obviously, if I have to pay a quarter to use the cart, I'm going to return it. I, I need that quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I, de-
0: I need that quarter, Diego. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I definitely, I if I don't like, I definitely carry quarters around with me all the time, and I certainly would not want one to go to waste. Right.
0: Exactly. So. If you're shopping at Aldi and you have a quarter so you can actually get a shopping cart to carry all your problems Then you have my congratulations (laughs) because you're a prepared man. (laughs) Right. Um, Or woman. Or woman in this case. And um, you really, I think he's addressing that as like you hear this thing on the radio of people talking about like, oh man, you have this problem or this problem and then the way you deal with it. It's just like oh okay cool now I know I have these problems now I'm just gonna go shopping to deal with my problems which I didn't necessarily know I had until I listened to this beautiful radio show.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I might be digging a little bit too far into it because I don't think that he necessarily envisioned like you listen to this and then you go shopping. I think it's specifically to do with well, the character. Well, not in this the song. Story. I'm saying no. I'm the saying the radio, the radio show. I, I don't like think you're listening to it on your way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting thought, but I don't mm, think interesting. Yeah, but I don't think there's much to um I don't know. I, I think that's getting a little bit
0: too I don't know too. If you, out could, there. If you
1: could see my hands you'd understand what
0: I'm saying, uh,
1: but he's, I, I he's, can't express it verbally. He's
0: trying to tell me I, like he's making that choking motion like he's gonna kill me, so I may not um, be on the next episode. Let's
1: just say my guillotine will get it's first use tonight. He's going to be cutting
0: my wires. Well, let's just say it's cutting edge technology, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And my technology sponsor right. was Edge. Well, Darn it.
1: I, think, I think now is a good time to point out. So if you've listened to previous episodes, we have alluded to Steven being a robot. It's pretty obvious if you listen to our episodes, like it's not something we're hiding. Um, and, and like if you listen to Steven talk long enough, you know, it becomes apparent but what's interesting is he's not alone in this, right? So mm, interesting. Uh, so yeah, to take to take a, a little deviation from our regularly scheduled programming, uh, put on your tinfoil hats now, folks. Um, but but uh, Jack White is famously rumored to be a robot, and I'm not kidding. People, this is a, a real conspiracy theory. Um, he was in a car accident, I believe, in like 2003 or 2004, and he actually broke his pinky, so it really actually affected his ability to play guitar, and people actually. have a a theory that he actually died in that car accident (laughs) but he's much too important to just let die so they had to literally replace him either with a double or a robot that's why i connect with him so much well like you mean in the in cyberspace in (laughs) in robot world or or in physical human land i don't know it Uh, all makes sense but anyway anyway now that we've Educated you on that necessary background information. Yeah, uh, so we can continue though. So yeah, anyway, uh, I feel like it could be kind of sarcastic. It could be. It could also be totally sincere, right? Because I know Jack said in the interview that he really loved the story, and that's why they chose to go with it. Um, But I mean, maybe he liked it because he thought there was truth in it. But he also thought that the other side. You know, it's not always that easy. Uh, But anyway, he continues. Another thing you should have known from the start, like. I don't know. I, I really don't know how to take that. Like, like oh, yeah, you should have just known that from the start. Well, I guess it's really about the next line, which is the problems at hand are lighter than at heart. And if you think about what that means, like that means that like we're making... St- and my, my interpretation is it, it sounds like we're breaking these down into like these, oh, like little lighthearted problems. Like, oh, yeah, we can... Like, I have problems. Like, you know, I, I'm in debt and like my husband died or something and like everything is going wrong. But, you know... it I don't have to think about how how it's actually impacting me. if i can just break it down like this squirrel and think about the oh it's such a nice thought to think about this squirrel you know but it's it's so so like so easy to think about but he's saying it's like the problems at hand are way lighter than they actually are deep down inside at heart like you're really being impacted by this and it's not enough just to so i just
0: do the whole nut thing you know and i i agree completely with what you're saying because i am a robot but (laughs) but also um when he says how the problems at hand are lighter than at heart because if you think you could think about it this way if you're a lot of people think of it so so imagine you're an oldie right (laughs) well no you're dealing with things and they're just like well you know what this is just like a more material thing like it's you know, it's me getting mad over broken eggs. Like, there's no reason to get mad or over... lost acorns. Right, or lost little acorns. I want to like, say acorn. Acorn Because that that's
1: how the guy said it in the song.
0: I, what was that <laughs> No. Okay, I'm sorry. Acorns. I'm sorry for that noise. <laughs> acorns. I now say acorns. I've been programmed. Um, but, no, it's more... It's more that he's saying... Y- you're looking at these things like what why cry over spilled milk? That whole idea Or acorns in this case. Right. But why cry over spilled milk acorns? <laughs> when you can cry over bigger things. Well, I mean the, like at the, end the, end of the problems day- at hand, like when you're spilling the milk acorns all over <laughs> the floor, the problems in your hand are actually Lighter. Worth two in the bush. Right, exactly. <laughs> but we're three when they're lighter in your heart. Because when you're going back what? and reflecting on it, maybe you're like, why was I upset that I spilled my acorn milk over the hands of my bush?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and with inflation, I mean, you can basically just multiply all that by 10. Um, but uh, I guess I agree. I, I think it illustrates an important point, right? Like the saying, like, don't cry over spilt milk. I don't think anyone in the history of the world, unless you're like a kid, was really crying over the milk. It's other things that are really dragging you down that make you want to cry, and the milk is just, is just the spark. Mm. Yeah. And anyway, I'm not sure how we just got there, but anyway, 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 I just like that word. Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's an interesting word. Um, but all, all that to say, I, I think. It's one of my favorite things in music and I'll never stop saying it specifically lyrics right um when It's kind of a double entendre where it it can literally mean one thing,
0: or it can mean the exact opposite. Or it can mean like a trillion different things. That's the whole reason we do this podcast is because- So we can tell you the only way to view the song. Right. We're telling you, we're doing this just like anything else. We're telling you both sides, but we're telling you the real truth, which is you listen to us and you accept what we say, and apart from us, there is no truth. Right, and please send donations um, so we can continue to re-educate right. you. Plus, my juice is running low. I need to refill it every now and then. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that is true. But uh, but yeah, it, it's great
1: because he's both agreeing with him and maybe kind of a little bit it's making, a, fun, of, it's making fun of the It's a backhanded statement. Well, it, does, it doesn't have to be backhanded. I, I want to make that clear. I, I think he also could be totally sincere. So it, it just depends on how how much you're how much you're listening and how much you're digging in. How much you're listening in? How much it. you're digging for those acorns? Right. Um, uh, but with that said, I, I kind of want to take a break from the lyrics because I think we've kind of started to beat these to death a bit. Um, and I, I want to talk about the sound. We kind of touched on that before, but man, what a perfect, just like transition from just like that chill piano and just like the radio voice talking a little kind of parable little morality story and and like some real life help and then all of a sudden like heavy metal just like yeah it's amazing oh man that it's it's that for me is like classic jack white classic white stripes just like amazing it's like mm. 10 out of 10 and uh thanks for listening in (laughs) that's our ted talk (laughs) yep uh, no, with that said, uh, let's... Um, Listen in. Yeah, let's, let's do what we do best. Be like the
0: squirrel girl I just, the way he wrapped that song up, there's one lyric that I'm very, I've always been interested in. Interesting. Yeah, very true.
1: Well, I'd say let's start from the beginning and work our way
0: there. All right.
1: So, you know, be like the squirrel, one acorn at a time. Yes, but is a
0: squirrel a girl?
1: Well, let's, I mean, he. so yeah, I guess he starts off verse two by saying, be like the squirrel girl, be like the squirrel. So are
0: you saying be like the squirrel girl or be like A regular, like, a squirrel or the squirrel girl?
1: Well, it's be like the squirrel, comma, girl. So, I think he's... Whoever is the female that is the subject matter of this song, they should aspire to be more like the squirrel that we all should ascribe to be. Because in the grand scheme of life, we are all... Or are we not all squirrels? Just, In Jack White's game. Just, yeah, exactly. In some sick, <laughs> twisted game by Jack White. Burying acorns and digging them up. Is it mine? Did I buy it? Or was it sold to me? I have no idea. Shout out to Jerry Paper. Shout out to Jerry Paper. Shout out to squirrels everywhere. Especially ones funding radical death squads. Uh, <laughs> well, Anyway, that's a different podcast. Sorry, I, I forgot which one I was on. Um, But anyway... So I think it kind of goes on with my conspiracy theory, you know, like, give it a whirl, girl, be like the squirrel. Um, It's like, oh, yeah, it's that simple. Just be like the squirrel. Obviously, that's like, because squirrels really have so much weighing on their mind, you know, like, that's, oh, man. Like, I I don't know. I I see it from both. I think it's a really helpful way to think, because obviously, I think it makes a lot of sense to break down your problems and work through stuff one step at a time. It, it It could take a lifetime even, but...
0: That's really the only way to handle it. On the other hand, that doesn't mean that's simple. Especially when you're in that situation, like you're in the midst of a problem. Like a crisis even. Right. And someone who is not experiencing what you're going through is telling you like, oh, it's really easy what you're going through. Just break it down piece by piece. And it's like, what do you mean? You're not going through this. How do you tell me how I feel? You're not in my situation. Like, how could you who is not in my situation, tell me that my situation's easy and I can just break it down one, two, three. Right. I mean, on the one hand, it's always great to get advice, right? So it's
1: not good to reject that. But on the other hand, sometimes people can kind of like make it sound simpler than it is.
0: And I'm not even saying it from the aspect of rejecting advice. I'm just saying it from in the moment, you as the person being given the advice can be looking at the advisor as like how are you going to tell me how to do this when you've never been through anything like this? Right, and like you're maybe, tell me maybe it's, it's, easy, it's worked like, for one, all two, of your three. problems, maybe what I'm going through is worse, right?
1: Right. And at the end of the day, like if you're really taking advice from a squirrel... I have some acorns to sell you. <laughs> I know I know. he's not saying take advice from the squirrel, but I just imagine like this squirrel on her shoulder, just like whispering in her ear. <laughs> and they're like giving it an acorn for every good honestly, thing that happens. Honestly, this song, I, I really need to give a shout out to Rick and Morty because it just reminds me of the uh, episode with Morty's uh, Mind Blowers, I think is the episode, where he can... Um, Rick gives him the ability to speak to animals and Or listen, understand animals And, and listen so we, into them So he starts to listen into these squirrels And mm-hmm. they, they realize uh, that he can hear them And they're talking about I don't know, <laughs> some crazy stuff that they're working on And they're evil Squirrels are evil It's not just all fun and acorns I, I'm getting annoyed at myself for saying acorn But I can't stop saying it Shout um, out
0: to the strokes again Can't stop Wait, no what? That's the red hat <laughs> Red hat <laughs>
1: Okay, that's it. I'm sorry. We have to end our podcast now. <laughs> we've can't. been, we've been, we've been ashamed.
0: Right now, Steven? I was thinking of I can't win, and then can't stop, and then when as soon as I said the Strokes, I saw the alb- the Chili Peppers album. Like, can't stop addicted to, to, to the, the Strokes. Chin-ding.
1: Dig, yeah, exactly. Oh God. Well, Stephen, I would say right now, My, probably, probably our listeners, our listeners are probably somewhere between love and hate. There The Strokes. Wow, I'm just gonna die, or well, in my case, malfunction. Yeah, and I was Chuck gonna say, to we all me. have to die except for robots and acorns, they could be there for millennia, um, buried in the ground, waiting to be
0: dug up, um, waiting for their well, for and their also ruka, shout look, out to Sublime, true. But also, think about it this way acorns now, now I'm saying it acorns like grow to become. Huge trees, not unless so, they're eaten by a squirrel. So, but if you're collecting all these, I mean, uh, not if they are <laughs> eaten by a squirrel. <laughs> so, so if you're collecting all these acorns, think about it this way: you're collecting all these things that can become big things that will last through the years. So you're saying the problems they can all grow into bigger problems
1: At if last, you don't through the generations. Yeah, it's true. You bury them and leave them for your kids. Yep. And I think that's really the moral of this song. Uh, No, but I I think there's some. So there's some other lyrics we haven't touched on. um, And these are are the ones that you were referencing earlier, right, that you can never make sense of. So it's cut up your hair, straighten your curls, your problems hide in your curls. Like, what does it mean? Yeah, I don't understand so, it i can i can i can give you my insight on it i don't know if you had any more thoughts. no no, on no. It. please so uh, basically jack white is devoutly catholic or at least that's how he was raised uh, i'm not sure his current uh, religious affiliation but i imagine it's still the same um and uh I, when i was digging into this song a bit digging for those acorns um one of them, it, there's uh, some famous stories that I I was never taught, but specifically there's one I think uh, Catherine of C- Siena, um, and and there's another one too. Uh, I think Saint Rose of Lima. Um, uh, they, I think they're both examples of people who cut off their hair because basically they saw vanity as something getting in, in the way of the relationship with God, and so the idea is that like if you can cut, like you basically remove the problem, right? So um, then you don't have to worry about that anymore that's no longer affecting you and so basically that's kind of where this idea comes from like why he why he would reference that so it's like straighten your curls or or cut up your hair you know so it's like that's just one less problem you have to worry about how it applies to her
0: actual problems you know it's more like allegorical well actually i love what you just said there because i feel like it ties back to the beginning of the song where he, where the guy was talking about um, the story as a whole, and he was just like um, a hole for the acorn. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where he was just talking about um, sadness and how people like survive using like God, using like this or that, using religion. And so. Or, or even like friendship or, right. you know, whatever resources exactly. you have to deal with these Which kind of problems. Which is how they were talking at the beginning of the song, just as a preface for this story. And so with what you said, I think it's it because it, it ties the whole thing back together to what he was saying at the beginning. Yeah, I think, I think that's a I good I think that point. was
1: very intentional. I, yeah. I agree that yeah, and, that's a good point. And so that's like an example of being able to use like religion and religious figures to kind of put things into perspective and, and to understand kind of... Your problems hide in your curls. Exactly. And so I think what we should all take away from this is if you have curly hair, please just shave it off. And then be like instead. the
0: squirrel. Be like the squirrel. Well, bury it like an acorn. Right. Bury your hair like an acorn. It will grow but then you can become like the squirrel collecting, like, instead of acorns, so it will be just curls from the curl tree and then store them. Is it, so would that be curl tree free?
1: Yes. Get it like cruelty free? I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. But anyway, <laughs> um, just once again, I, I really appreciate the, the music here and just how heavy. And again, this classic white stripes, you c- it's very simple um the guitar is just there it's in your face and then the drums are just like bam they're they're like never stopping but that's it it's as simple as that Uh, and they have a little bit
0: of piano at the beginning that's one thing that i've always loved about the white stripes they have the most basic sounds but they make them into their own iconic sound and they make it. They make it very much their enjoyable. Own. Yeah, yeah, they they put their own like this is the white stripes. Even no. though we're using a guitar like everyone else, we're using the drums and we're using like usually one other instrument. They usually only if you're use lucky three instruments no, at max. They usually only use two. Yeah, usually it's two. But I'm saying three, three instruments if count Jack's max. Three you voice, right? Which actually is a beautiful instrument. Like he uses that so well. Yeah, I can't stand his voice. But I listen anyway.
1: No, I'm just kidding. I, I wow. Like voice. Um, but yeah, actually, so you saying three reminds me of an important point about the white stripes that Third I mentioned. Third man records? Just Jack White has an obsession with the number three. And so it's always three of everything. Um, I, I'm struggling to think of some examples. But one of them is he does have a record label called Third Man Records. Um, and he, he uses the number three everywhere. And also seven. Uh, he doesn't really use seven. So seven Nation Army seven son yeah oh i mean okay but that's true but like his real obsession is three and don't contradict me
0: true very there's a there's <laughs> See, a, it's a compelling there. point huh yeah
1: um but yeah i mean seven is mentioned but um three like the their first uh i think single ever their first song ever was the big three killed my baby shout out uh, to detroit yeah exactly that's a that's another great song but I mean, the big three, obviously, being the th- big three automakers, we'll probably do a podcast about that song someday. Yeah. I, I'm struggling to think of other uh, other examples, but it's really everywhere. Um, but, yeah, with that said, uh, I wish I had more examples. We'll definitely dig in more to the yeah. Red Stripes. So that'll just leave more for me to say next time, I would say.
0: Yeah, this, again, this song was uh, Little Acorns or Little Acorns. <laughs> yeah, Little uh, Acorns. And depending on what part of Oklahoma you're from, shout out. To the flaming lips whoa Um, yeah they don't own oklahoma you can't just say oklahoma and then shout out to the flaming
1: lips but i can well i guess it's better than any other shout out you could do for oklahoma so
0: (laughs) right exactly shout out to the state above texas (laughs) exactly so um yeah this song was little acorns uh off of the white stripes album elephant their fourth album yep but Arguably, they're most popular. Arguably. Yep. I would like to argue about that. Because they, they do have a lot of different... Albums. Uh, well, but not only that, they songs. have a lot of iconic songs on each album. I
1: disagree. I don't think there's really one iconic song on this whole album. I think they're all on the other albums. End podcast. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm currently fleeing from my life. Um, no, I, I agree. that uh, It's just, where do you even
0: start... They have so many albums. They're all great. They're all fantastic. Um, and also, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but the, some of the pictures that just bring tears to my eyes are just seeing Jack White and Julian like together. I saw this one picture. They both rose to power around the same time, right. early 2000s. I, I saw this and one picture. And in a similar,
1: similar style, garage rock.
0: Right. And I saw this one picture. Indie also. Where it was Jack White, Meg, and Julian all together. And I think they were at, Julian was at a White Stripes concert or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, Meg's in that one, but there's certainly. No, there like, is one with Meg. Okay, well, there's certainly a lot of pictures with Jack and Julian together, especially in the early 2000s when they were both kind of. They were like
0: backstage in a room talking like to each other. Like drinking beer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Meg, Jack, and Julian. And yeah, it so. It's just like so iconic because I find it amazing just seeing artists that I love that just like hey we know each other we actually talk to each other like we're influenced which I lo- I love that because the strokes and the white stripes I don't really think they sound similar like at all um they're they're part of the same wave I would say they're certainly not
1: the same exact but they're both kind of like that old school garage garage rock sound especially the white uh, especially the strokes first uh, couple albums right when they were very much like that but uh my favorite part about it is that it really just gives us a really nice plug for julian casablanca's uh the fact that they have pictures together it means we can reference them together and
0: also we can reference how the strokes are going to be releasing a full new album this year i'm so pumped and we are going to do a podcast on every single song so keep an eye out for actually, that actually so far probably all the songs that i've heard have sounded really interesting to me. Interesting. So, interesting. Exactly. Well, with that being said, thanks again. No, wait.
1: Uh-uh-uh-uh. Oh. Yep, you thought, thought, we, <laughs> thought you could get off that easy, huh? If you're still thought listening, you, wouldn't know that, governor. you have to listen a little more because we have some important information for you. What's our social media?
0: We have social media? Well, it's not very social, but it is media. Let me Oh. No. Yeah, sorry. My memory bank was flooded with a bunch of random information. He got he called he, caught of a, he which caught a coronavirus. Was legal. Who but... <laughs> Whoa. Well, hang on. I don't think you're supposed to say that on the air. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, our Twitter is underscore listening underscore in, and our Instagram is listeninginpodcast. No spaces, no capital letters. Yeah. Please feel free to leave us a message or comment. Or hate mail if you have the time. We would actually love to read some hate mail. In fact, and
1: we can have a new segment on here. If, if you want to send us hate mail, we would love to, to have a segment to read it on the air.
0: And you, it's so easy to just like send us messages you just from listening to an episode there's always going to be an option where you can say like oh write a message or send in a message to us so we would love to listen into to your messages from you listening in to us but yeah give us all feedback that'd be great positive negative somewhere in the middle shout out to nick Hexum. Is that a song? Because I yeah, somewhere in the middle. Oh, oh no, Nick Hexum Quinten. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> we need to end the podcast. I love Nick Hexum, but it's time. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening in. Talking heads. Okay. Talking heads. Talking dreads. Talking dreads. The living dread, bro. Now, are we talking about Bob Marley or Damien?
1: Talking about um, slightly stupid they have a song called The Living Dread.